hello. This is Katrina Cobb here. Excited to have conversations about success, money, and what it really looks like to grow a six-figure, a better business as a freelancer, independent woman. So I am so excited to have Jenna with us today. So if we'll share kind of her story, her wisdom, and her journey at this level. So Jenna, please introduce yourself. Tell everybody who you are, where you are, and a little bit about what you do. Hey, I'm Jenna Osborne, and um, I am a project manager. I'm located in Oregon, in Eugene, Oregon. And um, I manage creative teams, creative projects. I do a lot of client-facing communication, budgets, timelines, a lot of grid work. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm graphically designed, uh, graphic design trained, and, but I became a project manager um, through training on the job. And um, so, yeah, that's what I do. Awesome. So can you set the stage and like share like what level of success you've earned to the last year? Um, I have, so last year, I, my earnings, I had to look back. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know, it's funny. I don't, I kind of always look at that stuff sideways. I don't look at it head on um, a lot, which is funny. I don't forecast and I don't try to hit a benchmark, which I, maybe I should, but, um, I definitely have, um, an amount I want to make every month. So it's more monthly than annual, but, um, last year I made a hundred thousand dollars and, um, it was about an average of probably 12. I had some $20,000 months in there and I tried to do like two or three a year. Like I'll just hit it hard, but I probably made like 12 to 15 K average every month last year so that was 2018 yeah so how long has it been now that you've been freelancing or running your own show I've been doing it for a decade um honestly I got out of school and I wanted to do it right away <laughs> but it's not one of those things I, I I was well aware that I needed to pay my dues and I wanted to learn a bunch of stuff so um so yeah I, I went to school for graphic design decided halfway through I didn't want to do it um, I was working uh, front desk at Sandstrom Design, and at that time they were kind of awesome. They were doing a lot of Tazo tea, a lot of Converse stuff, and you know, um, packaging. So I worked the front desk there, and everyone ended up. Um, all the project managers were like, "Well, we'll just train you." I'm like, "Great!" So I learned from them all their tricks of the trade, and then they got my got me my first interviews in my career. So so yeah, and it just went from there, and I, I just was, you know, decided right away that I'd pay my dues and go freelance when I could, so. Awesome. What, yeah. was the, what was the feeling when you first, like, made the jump and started to work on your own independently? Um, I would say, it's funny, it's hard to remember now, but I would say that it was fear. There was a lot of fear, right? And a lot of um, just kind of departing from what everyone said you should be doing. I went freelance. I had just had a child. I was like pumping in the bathroom at uh, my, you know, work trying to, I was working 40 hours a week at a job that I had that I hated at an agency. And I was pumping in the bathroom and trying to see my kid whenever I could. Right. And it was shitty and it was the worst. And, um, and then I offered freelance work for 25 hours a week and I took it. And I, so I worked with a brand new baby, like, I was working like 80 hour weeks just to be able to, it was important to me to have something sustainable before I jumped ship. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
so yeah, it felt kind of counterintuitive. People were like, why would you quit a nine to five? You know, but I had been laid off in the past once and I learned that I wanted to be the one looking at the pie chart. I didn't want someone else to be looking at that and telling me that I was laid off because there were these things happening behind the curtain. So having control of that part of the business was important to me too, kind of knowing what the real numbers were. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, it was fear. It was, but it was also exhilarating. I mean, I'm just kind of, I always tell people I'm pretty unemployable now and I'm kind of a wild horse, you know? So that's just me by nature. So it felt really, honestly, really natural to me. Going independent, have you ever thought about going back to a nine to five? Do you have any of those moments? Um, I've thought about it. I honestly get job offers like at least once a month. Um, oh. I get headhunted all the time. Um, <clears throat> LinkedIn can be so weird and creepy. You're just like, who are you? What do you want? What? You know, it's like, no, I don't even know who you are. But, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought about it, but really the most important thing we had twins. So we had, um, Una who was like three and then we had twins. And so we had three kids from one to three and we were in Portland and we were like, this is so hectic. We are not even going to happy hour. Let's get the hell out of here. So we came back home to Eugene and, um, you know, so my big thing was like, I want to be able to work out of Eugene. And, and I don't want to travel to Portland all the time. I don't want to travel anywhere. I don't, I hate traveling for business. I'm weird. But, um, so, so I, I think that, you know, what ended up happening was I just, the vision for what I, the vision took over, you know, it it always takes over and my, and I always go back to my value set, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's, that's what ended up happening. So. Tell us more about the values. It sounds like the family time is super important. Um, yeah. I'm going to show you. I have my little oh, sticky notes. better. Fantastic. See? So I keep these all over the house. <laughs> and my values are creativity, balance, collaboration, freedom, marriage, and wonder. And they oh. change. They bend and shift. Um, I Sometimes I'll redo, you know, kind of thinking about them. But they, they everything has to serve them. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that... A nine to five wouldn't serve that. I, and plus there's no work in Eugene for what I do. Um, but uh, I've been offered, you know, nine to fives even remote. And I don't know. I mean, it's just, it doesn't not, it's just, they want to put me into this like structure box or something. You know, there's something about it that I just get like, oh my God, no, I have to buck the system. I, I don't know. It's so weird. So, so yeah, that could be a personal problem too. I'm like showing my like, hairy you know wild horse wart right now or something but but yeah that's that's uh, me <laughs> I think I think that's a lot of people who are attracted to the freelance like yeah. style anyways because they they are attracted to the freedom whatever that means to them whether that's location freedom time freedom flexible schedule freedom just yeah. not having to be in a box or an office or follow by rules or answer people like mm, yeah, yeah I think we all have that rebellion in us I know and isn't it interesting? I've been noticing a lot of the employers now are trying to create kind of a pseudo freelance feeling to how they run their shops, right? So it's been interesting to watch because um, I don't know. I mean, financial free, financial um, security, if you feel like you have to be employed by somebody else and you're just a little fearful of freelance, like you would be very happy at a place, I bet, that would allow flex time and unlimited vacation, you know, et cetera. But, um, cause yeah, I mean, freelance is a huge risk. I mean, it goes, 
up and down. I mean, I make six figures now. I have for the last, you know, six years, but there were years there where I, I made close to it. And then we made like, I brought it in like 50 K because like work would just go down, you know? So I've only been consistent for, you know, five or six years now. And it just, it happens. And that's just freelance, you know, it's like a wave and it's just, it can be so stressful too for that. So. Yeah. That's the other side of the coin I think is building, building enough systems and doing the, doing the work on the front end to build up to where you have more of that stability. Like you said, five, six years, there's nothing to shake a stick at if you've been level for yeah. a minute. That's a great thing. Yeah. And I think that's something a lot of people that might come across this video would be like, that sounds awesome. I know. I sound like an asshole. I know. But, but yeah, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we get, we get so it. Funny. It's not all. It's all right. There's, there is some work to get there. So what are the biggest, I think, learnings are in the moments that you have down months? Like, what did you kind of do to regroup or to get back up to a level that was healthy for you? What's been your, your biggest strategy or tactic that you can share? Yeah. So that year I attacked my website. I just did everything I could with all the spare time that I had where I would be working to like just bolster all of those tools that got me out there. And I wrote, I keep a folder of every single person that's ever emailed me about work ever. So I have seriously like 12 years worth of emails from, from work prospects. Amazing. So I will start at the bottom and I will just go all the way up. And so that's how I kind of approached that. I was, just, I will just search, you know, for, for people out there and have coffee and everything. But mainly I, I just, I got my website together big time and it kind of legitimized me and made me look more credible. So yeah. Okay. So doubling down on one, your, your public perception and how easy you're to find and, and your brand. But two, then I, what I heard was uh, almost like a reactivation, but like reaching back out to past clients and seeing if there's any more help I need or if I know somebody like leveraging the network, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let me pause for just a second. I think, I think my dog, this is real time, crazy video. My dog's getting out, I think. So hold on. <laughs> right, so no dog challenges back back at it. So uh, cool. So we talked about some of your strategies to rebuild and refocus on growing the business, some of the tactics um, along the journey. How did help you as you were growing your independent freelance practice? How did they help me? Well, who? Did you reach out to a coach, a mentor? Oh, from the industry? Like what was your, what was your means of leveraging people in your journey? Yeah. Um, I would say so. It's been tough for me to find mentors, honestly. Um, I find a lot of the mentors per se I've had are people that I've never even met, you know, that are inspiring to me and that podcast or um, speak and I hear them and I kind of, you know, like I listen to the Being Boss podcast a lot. These are pretty cool. Um, but my mom is a uh, has a super hardcore work ethic and so does my little brother. So it's funny. We're kind of like this little triangle of uh, family and we just kind of like talk about how to, to elevate a lot. So my mom is actually a, a big mentor. Um, but, but yeah, it's been an interesting journey to find mentors. I, the biggest mentor I have ever had, and it was, a um, I, I stay in touch with her sometimes, but I did a lot of branding work for Igloo Coolers once, and she was the VP at that time. And um, I went to dinner with her when I was doing that work. And she was just super cool. And she had some really amazing stuff to say about what it's like to be a woman working and power. And it was really, really cool. But I find that um, I tend to mentor my, I, I mentor more than I get, I, I 
you know, get mentored. I'm a mentee, you know, like, so I tend to, to mentor more. And I, I'm one of those people that believes that there's enough work for all of us. So um, good things will come to you if you just work hard. So I tend to mentor a lot of PMs that are trying to be freelance and, you know, I'll give up. I usually just, you know, pull the curtain fully back. I mean, I have no misgivings about like, yeah, these are the tools I use. These are the things that work, you know, like, I don't know. I'm just not one of those people that's like, oh, if you know that I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it. Like, you know, there's not enough, you know, I don't know. Not stingy abundance, with my shit. Yeah. Abundance mindset versus a bit of the scarcity. I think it's, it's hard in oh, some corporate America teaches that kind of cut through competition and don't share your secrets. Whereas I think real power and actually why I'm super to have these conversations is more than enough opportunity for everybody. And we're all so different. Like, I'm not at all yes. worried about sharing to your point, like tools, tips, tricks. I think we can help each other further. Yeah. Yeah. For yes. Sure. Yes. And I, and also like I tell, I talk to some classes sometimes and I always just tell them, you know, um, and I think I told you this before. It was like, you can leave this classroom and graduate and you will, someone else is going to have the exact same degree as you. And they might be better at, at what you're going to do than what you want to do. And all you bring to the table is who you are. So, you know, I've done, I'm not the best project manager in the world, but I definitely bring who I am to the table. And sometimes I get hired because of who I am, not necessarily because I have all these strengths in project management because of how I navigate through team management or, you know, other, other elements that are in that, you know, that space. So, so yeah, I don't know. I just, it's, that's just how I feel about it. I think that it's, we can all get along. That's enough room <laughs> for everybody and people respond to different personalities, individuals, experiences, yeah. voices, all of that. So totally, totally. Yeah. Okay. Well, on the topic of client acquisition, we just talked about getting clients and how they respond. Your first clients yeah. were through through personal contact and through your job. How do you get clients now, or how do clients find you, vice versa? Oh, I'm so lucky. Like, and I don't even know if it's luck. Like, I tried to, I do deliberately try to set up clients that are repeat, either repeat clients or have long term um, work needed. I my favorite, favorite kinds of clients to work with are creative directors that I'm working directly with and they then have all this work and I need to manage them and manage their little operation and then also all of those projects. Um, and those are the ones that kind of need me long-term. I've been working with some of them for like six years, you know, um, and I love it because I get this really close collaborative feeling that is part of just my, such my the core value system. Like I love to collaborate. I love to be that close to the creative. I love to proof it. I love to, you know, kind of critique with them. I love to toss it back and forth. That's my favorite thing. So, um, so yeah, that happens. But when I need to fill in the blanks, um, I'll usually reach out to my favorites and be like, Hey, you know, I just want to let you know, I have like, they're like 15 hours every week for the coming couple months. Like, you know, that, that I'm available and, and, you know, I'm calling other people, but do you, if you have anything, you know, then I'd love to hear from you. And so that'll usually I'll get some reaction there. Um, but I've been really like, probably for the last year, it's been people, as soon as I slow down, someone calls me and they're like, Hey, can you do this thing? And I'm like, yep. And then it just picks right back up. So. Are they finding you online or are they finding you also through referrals and word of mouth? It's all, it's all usually word of mouth. It's, it's so, I mean, I went to um, an art school in Portland and I got so many contacts there 
just from just with like the teachers I had and everything ended up becoming people that employed me, people that now employed. I've hired my own teachers to do work, you know. So Portland is such a close-knit community. Um, and I've really found that it's it's super supportive and everyone kind of tries to hire their friends, you know. So um, that's kind of been what's happened. So a lot of it is word of mouth. And sometimes I'll fish around on LinkedIn and I'll see what's up with the company I'm curious about, see if I know anyone. Um, but but yeah, I think that, you know, LinkedIn, if, when I'm really needing to look, LinkedIn has been my my most fruitful area to kind of go to. Yeah. Fantastic. Definitely knowing that like creative directors of that role are really who you want to try to reach out and talk to. I imagine you can like sift through potential contacts pretty easily, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's ask a little bit about how you manage this six figure for six years kind of workload and how you keep yourself thin because you do have some really specific core values that um, time management and being able to have the marriage and the family piece in there are very important. Walk us through. Yeah typical week or typical day and how you how you manage that time um so typical day is that I am woken up by my children and um we get ready and uh rush through breakfast and pack lunches all those things and then get it get them out of the house and seriously though they've been at home I've I just had kindergartners this year so I've had people at home with me for like nine years um, and it's amazing. Like there's just complete silence when they leave. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, that's a fucking thing right there. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, 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 once they're gone, I sit down and I look at my emails and I look at my, um, schedule for the day and I tend to time block. So I'll look, um, the day before or that weekend and I'll time block for my week. So I'll block off the projects that, you know, really need time and I'll do that in my day. I'll put it on my calendar because if I don't, it won't happen. And then I just get sucked into the email, you know, trap. It's like, Oh, what's that shiny things? You know, I'll just like check my email every two seconds if I let myself, like it just went off while I'm talking to you and I'm all, what's that? <laughs> so it's terrible. Um, so yeah, so I'll shut off all notifications and I'll just go to town on things. And I usually check in with my creative directors first, like, how are you? What's up? Like, are you worried about anything? And they're like, yes, I'm freaking out about this and this. And I'm like, okay, let's talk it through. And then I get going on like proposals and grids and stuff. But um, I do find I, I'm, I'm really working on trying not to be as like <clears throat> fluid with my work. I, the reason I think part of the reason why I am where I'm at is because I have made a lot of sacrifices with time and family time over the years. And I've really decided that that's not going to work long-term for the future. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you have to, when you're at the bottom and just starting out in any field, you have to be willing to make those sacrifices and be available like all the time. I was available all the time. I sleep with my phone or anything like that. Okay. But I was like, Whenever you need me, you know, and every client, I'd be like, I, I still say this though. Um, you can have me, you can have me as much or as little as you need me, and I still say that. But it all, you know, levels out. But yeah, I would work. I mean, I'd be way willing, more willing to work like a hundred hours a week or something, you know, um, before. So, so yeah. But but yeah, a day in the life. I mean, it's drop the kids off, get going on everything. I will. I will more than likely pick the kids up, bring them home and then have calls after they're home. So it's like juggling that whole, like, okay, throw a snack in the face hole, 
sit down, shut it, you know, shut the, the door, like barricade it, and then like have two calls where you're like trying desperately not to be, you know, have the children in the back. Like so funny, but, but it's a lot. It's a lot of that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then our weekends are our weekends. I mean, I know um, a lot of people like Gary Vaynerchuk. He he likes Gary V. He like says, you know, you shouldn't don't hate Mondays or whatever. Like I hate Friday, whatever. Like the kids don't have school on the weekend. So the weekend are, that's our time. And, and so yeah. we definitely try to get out of the house and do something that matters to us and kind of rejuvenates me. Um, so I can get back at it on Monday. Perfect. So it's a, more of a typical 40 to 50 hour week for you right now. Ish. More of a what? A typical 40 to 50 hour a week for you at the moment. Yeah. I, th- I would say right now I'm doing yeah, I would say right now I'm actually probably rolling at like 30 hours a week, which is pretty darn nice. But darn nice. I do have, I have a Nike project that's looming and I'm just like watching that thing going, oh yeah, you're about to blow the fuck up. You're blowing my life up in about a week. So, so that'll be fine. But you know, it's like, I, again, you know, enjoying it while you have it. And then, you know, like watering the garden midday, you know? And then when you have to be inside for, you know, weeks and weeks because you're working, it's fine too. So, yeah. Perfect. Any, you mentioned a bunch of like tools and things that you use specifically in project management, but any tools in terms of business management that help you manage your life, your time, your clients? Um, yeah. So I use Harvest for invoicing and um, I use iCal for time blocking. I love Harvest for my hours and invoicing. I love it. Um, I use, uh, I, I make sure that all of my clients get, give me the email information that enables me to run everything through Apple Mail. So hmm. like if you look at my Apple Mail, I have like, like I have 11 clients right now in, bo- in my inbox list. Uh-huh. And that allows me to just see everything that's coming in in one place. I, I fucking hate it when like someone has some weird like platform where I have to then go. There. It's, it's, I, it totally messes my whole thing up. Like I can't even, so, so yeah, I try to have everything in Apple mail and then I have files per client. Then I have, so I can see them. I file everything and I have like parent folders. I'm, I get super drilled down in my folders. That's a huge tool for me. Like it, that is my workflow. Um, a time management, iCal for sure. And then harvest for invoicing. And then of course I'm just in my face is in Excel all day. I mean, Excel is like, I do all my trafficking schedules in Excel. I love team Gantt, but I am kind of at the mercy of whatever, whatever agency uses. Right. So, you know, they, whatever they use, I do it. So uh, my personal stuff is definitely those three things. Okay. Awesome. Um, Again, six-figure mom life, which is pretty fantastic. So, like, what is, for you personally, what does having this level of income allow you to invest in or enjoy? Yeah, I mean, I think that, I was thinking about that question a lot, and I think that what I would say is it, money is choices, right? And so, um it's enabled us to have peace of mind. It's not even as much about the money, you know, as it is the peace of mind that it brings and the choices it brings. And I'm not a huge traveler. We aren't a very extravagant family as far as 
traveling and spending a lot. Um, so mostly it's just knowing it's there. Like there's just something in the bank. We've gone through really tough years where there hasn't been. So, um, you know, just knowing what that feels like and what we feel like now. I'm, we're, I mean, my husband and I, we talk about it all the time. We're super thankful for it. And um, so that's, that's what I think it, I would say it has brought us that's the most valuable. But, you know, then we, there's stupid shit that you just always wanted to do. Like we, since we were kids, we wanted to put in a skateboard bowl in the backyard and we now have a skateboard bowl in the backyard. We can skate every day and it's just sitting right there outside, you know? And it's like not something we ever would have done before. So, so that was our big purchase, you know, but yeah, it's just those extra thing, ex the extras and the choices and being able to provide for your kids without worrying. How many people just worry about money because not everyone has enough, you know, and we're fully aware of that. We try to give back everywhere we can. Um, but yeah, I would say peace of mind is, is really what it's bought for us. Awesome. Um, think about it, your journey. I know we talked, you don't set really hard goals or have <laughs> metrics you put pressure on yourself to achieve, but what is your, your future plan for your business in its current state? You have things you would like to see happen? Yeah. I mean, I think that I made a big push a while ago to, um, do more consulting and, um, I think that might be fun to do a little more consulting and a little more maybe educational, um, like materials in the future and also maybe even a podcast or something like that. That, that. I think that could be really fun. I have access to so many creative people that I've met over the years that would be pretty cool to interview and talk, just talk about what it's like to do what we do. But, um, but yeah, for now, I think that, you know, I, it's, I've kind of finally reached, I've had this trajectory to, to be where I'm at now for so long that I'm ready to kind of chill out and just let it, let it be what it is, you know, and just, hour week. yeah, I yeah, exactly. I just yeah. would love to like kind of coast, you know, which isn't totally not going to happen, but, um, but I, you know, it would be cool to just kind of keep it a little less nuts for at least a couple of years and then we'll see where we go, you know. So. Is there anything now, again, looking back that you wish you knew in the beginning that you would like to pass along to somebody else who might just be starting out? Yeah. Um, so let me see. What I, I, I wrote something about this one. Um, so I think that the big thing when I, when I began, so what I, like what I would say to someone that's just beginning is I would say, be totally, and it's so cliche now, it's just, everyone talks about it, but like, be ready to fail because you totally will blow it. Like, you're gonna blow it. And there's gonna be like an asshole that you work with that's like, you're stupid. And you, you're gonna be like, I'm fucking stupid. And it's, you're gonna feel like an idiot. And it's like, you know, you just have to be ready to do that and get through it. And hopefully there's supportive people around you, you know, but, but just be ready for there not to be because it's, you know, it can get real dog eat dog and it's, um, and people are just insecure, you know, and they treat you like crap. So, so yeah, I would say the biggest thing is failing. And then, um, I also said, um, that sure to ask questions of anyone that you think might know more of you, you know, make friends with people that know more than you about what you do. Um, and, and just befriend them and offer them, you know, dinner or coffee or whatever, and talk through anything that you're wondering about, you know, cause that, 
that's something that people, I mean, I'm always happy to talk about what I do. And I think that, um, you know, one of the agencies I worked in, Nemo in Portland, they're super popular and they do a lot of action sports stuff. And um, one of the owners there always said that he always told every class that toured, we have an open door policy. You can come in and talk to me anytime. And no one ever did. And that's such a missed opportunity, you know? So I always just, I would say, don't be scared to ask people that know more about what, what you're wondering about, because they're there, they're, you know, they're there to have, to have those conversations with usually. Um, but yeah. And then, and then one more thing I would say is, um, be clear on what your ideal day, your ideal week and your ideal month year look like, write it down. Um, so you can articulate that and know it when you see it, you know, when, when you, someone comes along and tries to hire you, if, if what they're trying to give you doesn't serve that vision, then you just say no. Awesome advice, Ms. Jenna. So if somebody wants to pick your brain and allow you to answer some of the questions that they're trying to follow in your footsteps, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Oh, they can email me. I mean, I'm pretty accessible. Jenna at JennaOsborne.com. They can reach me through my website. So yeah, that's definitely the best place. Perfect. I love your offer to answer questions and help people get a leg up and willingness to share. Pulling back the curtain on the business your business and what you built over the last decade. So uh, that is awesome. High five for being a busy mom, also rocking her own empire. That's huge, huge <laughs> cape, and it's super fun to get to have a glimpse into your into your world and hear your story. Thank you. All right, I appreciate you. We'll see you soon on the internet. Okay, thank you.